Paul's Call is brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. For the best sleep ever, go to brooklynbetting.com. Hey, it's your call, man. No, no. it's your call. No, it's your call. No, no, it's your call. Hey, nitwits. It's Paul's Call. Hey, I don't have to read all 113 pages to start dialing the NBA anonymous hotline right now. The airing of grievances. What is that number I'm going to dial? Here it is. 1-800-THE-BUBBLE-SUCKS. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, uh, yeah, NBA hotline. This is Paulie Roundball. Um, can you tell Adam Silver that in the words of Jeff Van Gundy... I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying I'm blaming you. Adam Silver, let me get this straight. Uh, you can't play doubles ping pong. Uh, and then if you play cards with Doug, the rules mandate a new deck like every stinking hand. Chick, chick, chick. Right. He tripped me. And then there's this rule, and I quote... Players will have to the option uh, to wear a proximity alarm that will notify a player if he spends more than five seconds within six feet of another person who is also wearing an alarm. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. But players can sweat all over each other for three hours a day with droplets everywhere. This is absolutely gross. But I have to shower at my hotel because that'll save me. Um, Dear Hotline, what if I'm not so motivated? Some players that do come because they want to collect their money may have different levels of enthusiasm for participating. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy, let's be real honest. It's in our DNA to begin with. So it's normal and natural to be lazy. And what has Calvisi Consulting been saying all month that this is going to be a glorified summer league? I just remember this from summer league in Vegas. You're there probably two weeks and you can't wait to get home. You're dying to lose in the Vegas summer league so you're ousted so you can go home. Oh, so NBA coaches are going to start delivering pep talks where they sound like the manager from Applebee's in Office Space? What do you think of a person who only does the bare minimum? Mm. Tell you what, uh, coaches might want to forget about wearing masks, and they better smuggle into the bubble. The sawed-off shotgun of sports. Sports takes and Christian Hackenberg in baseball's direction. As simple as I can put it, like, I just want to compete, man. Like, I, I kind of have had, like, my trials and tribulations with the NFL and had success and, you know, had that roller coaster ride. That's former NFL quarterback Christian Hackenberg. I missed his success ball. Flamed out with the Jets. New York, baby! We're going to do some damage! Uh, no, not on the field. The Jets' former second-round pick played in how many games and through how many passes? Zero point. Zero. That's right, Wolf. He spent. He then spent three weeks with the Raiders before Gruden said, "Oh boy, uh, we're going to cut him." And then Hackenberg bombed out in the AAFL or whatever it was. Here's your holy cannoli stat, by the way. Hackenberg is only the third quarterback selected in the first or second round of the draft to not play a game in his first two seasons. I hate to hear that. That sucks. But now he wants to play a baseball game. He's pulling a Tebow. He's putting the hack into Hackenberg. Why not? You know, at the end of the day, I'm sitting here at 25, and like for me, like I said, I feel like I got a lot left in the tank. So he's a right-handed. Don't care. He's a right-handed pitcher. Wolf. They say he throws 90 right now. He's got a raw live arm, which of course was his scouting report, both as a high school pitcher and a quarterback. Just a bit outside. I tell you what. We're so hurting for baseball action right now. I'll take a game with Hackenberg on the hill. <laughs> I take a duck fart into right field. Oh, Paul. Speaking of uh, poly pandemic here, hit the button, please. 
the Dude. Factor. Dude. With a name like Wolfley, did you see this story from Germany today, Wolf? No, I didn't, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Just, can you can you pick it up a little bit? What? Can you pick it up? I, Paul, I was right on it. Are you on delay? No, Soccer. I, I, I'm I mean, a little concerned about his mic too, Paul. I, don't I mean, know what's why. going? I mean, um, don't worry about it, Paul. Wolf, just broadcast. Wolf, have you taken the mic into the men's room? What's going on right now? <laughs> no, Paul, I'm busy okay. right now. Uh, soccer fans have launched a campaign against fake crowd noise, dude. Soccer fans across 16 European nations have banded together. News team, assemble! They want to get rid of artificial crowd noise that's being used on the broadcasts of games from empty stadiums. Dude. They have penned an open letter, and they write, quote, Augmented reality technology, pre-recorded chants, and other forms of artificial support represent a rebuke to match-going fans. Oh, come on! In Spain and England, the broadcast companies have received crowd noise soundtracks from EA Sports, the video game company. That's a fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. It's fake crowd noise. We all know it's fake. I mean, you uppity soccer fans, deal with it. Dude. Do you Apparently, love the word rebuke, Paul? These, these Euro soccer fans, uh, they're taking themselves extremely seriously right now. As the letter takes personal offense, quote, the absence of fans cannot be compensated for by a computer simulation aimed at the amusement of television audiences. <laughs> Dude. I mean, who's writing this rebuke of a letter? Joe Pesci? I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Rebuke, it's a word you can feel the meaning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, apparently, the fans don't like that their recorded fan chants are airing in the background. I mean, you know what? You've been replaced, fan. Deal with it, okay? I, I mean, rebuke what, you! What's the NBA and NFL going to do? I mean, you, you're going to call the video game companies. Now, let's talk about the economy. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Good news, bad news this week, gentlemen. The good retail sales are up. The bad news, speaking of up, is that to explain why... <laughs> We gotta hit the fat guy update desk. Here's a retail analyst explaining that one of the drivers of retail sales for consumers... Consumers have been gaining a lot of weight in the tragic uh, pandemic plague. So consumers are going to the stores uh, to buy bigger sizes. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. For men, women, and children. It's across the board, gentlemen. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about, Paul. It's not funny, Wolf. I mean, Paulie Pudgy over here, I mean, I resemble this remark. I mean, I'm putting on the freshman 15 all over again. <laughs> what is the freshman 15, by the way, Paul? It's not funny. It's a guy with an I at the end of my name. Uh, you know, I'm taking after my Calvisi ancestors at this point. Pasta and pizza are starting to weigh on the waistlines of Italians right. after two months of lockdown. That's right. Remember our report last month? You know, I mean... So wait a minute, you put on 15 pounds, Paul? Are yes. you over a buck 25 right now? I mean, Wolf, I can't resist the chips. I mean, they're always there in the pantry. You got the tortilla chips and you got the pita chips. You got the sun chips. You got the bagel chips. You got the salt and vinegar. People here in Italy consumed almost 20% more food than usual during the lockdown to cope with stress and boredom. I love how you eat the sun chips and you think you're doing yourself a favor. <laughs> No. It says whole grain on it. Oh, yeah, whole grain. It I'm says whole grain. There, sure. Can I get a ruling? Is that whole grain? That's my grain for the day. Kind of, yeah. Feel good about it, Paul. Did you guys know, by the way, that on this day in 1994, 
This day in 19... 19- hey, I'm not Dave Pash over there eating the fruit plate. Stinking Pash has got the carrots, he's got the celery, he's got the grapes. It's a watermelon. Wolf's got a whole... <laughs> I mean, can you imagine eating watermelon okay. and cantaloupe okay. on the plain Basinonians? That's Dave Pash. Give me some cantaloupe. Do you know on this day in 1994, Doug, Game 5 of the NBA Finals kept getting interrupted by the O.J. Bronco chase. Oh, yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Big finish. Yeah, wrap and this now thing it's off. time for another edition of... <laughs> Happy God dang! All right, who wants to hear a story? Oh, wow. Good news, it's not one of my high school football stories. So pathetic. It's a story that Bob Costas told on the Coach Calipari podcast. I haven't told it in many places. OJ tried to call me from the back of the Bronco. What? Come on. He had a cell phone, which I did not at that time. OJ Simpson tried to call Costas from the Bronco. But Costas was working, so O.J., from the Bronco, during the chase, tries to call the TV studio. Our tech guy answers the phone. And as O.J. later told me, the conversation goes something like this. Is Bob Costas there? No, he's at Madison Square Garden. I have to speak to Bob Costas. Well, he's not here. I got to speak to him right now. Who's calling? O.J. Simpson. Yeah, right. Click. Oh, my. The guy guy hangs up. The studio tech hung up on O.J. from the Bronco. Holy cow. Casa says he didn't know about any of this for months thereafter. Harvey Goldang. A Time Magazine reporter had contacted him, asked him if O.J. had called him. Casa said no, it was unbeknownst to him. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. few months later... OJ's in jail, waiting trial. He gets word to Costas that OJ wants to see Bob. Robert Kardashian picks me up at the hotel. Name drama. Takes me to the LA County Jail. AC Cowlings is there. Maybe 10 minutes into the conversation, Cowlings says, You know, we tried to call you from the back of the Bronco. I'm like, I'd heard that, but I didn't think it was true. It was true, all right, says OJ. It's almost like he's saying he was flattered they tried to call well, him. Well, here's the, yeah, why? And O.J. explains, as he put it, this is O.J.'s lexicon, they were dogging me, Bob, they were dogging me. I needed to speak to somebody who knew that I was a good guy. So I guess he thought that I would be a character witness for him on the air. Oh, boy, Bob. So O.J. wanted a quote. I'm so uncomfortable listening to this. Yeah, oh my right. yeah. he, he wanted a good guy like Bob to vouch for O.J. on the air during the chase. I'll be gold. Yeah. It's all about Bob. Yeah. That was during the dark days, Wolf. Weren't you in jail with O.J. for a stretch? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's Paul's call. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs>